Well, hello there, teacher friend, and welcome back to another episode. If today is the very first time that you've ever joined us on the podcast, we are so grateful that you are here in today's podcast. And like all of the other ones, I'm here to help break the fear of feeling as if you are trapped in your career, but you love teaching and you don't want to stop and you don't know what else to do. Or maybe you do have ideas of what you want to do, but you are so scared because you are thinking about financial security. You may be stuck where you are because you're thinking, if I just put in one more year, I will be invested in my retirement or two more years or five more years. Or, well, my grandpa taught me that retirement is the way to go and being a teacher is exactly where I needed to be. And that's really why I became a teacher is because I get a steady income and I get my check and I get to work with kids. I know that I'm never going to necessarily be wealthy, but I mean, I didn't really sign up for that anyway. But at the same time, I'm also dissatisfied because I do feel as if possibly I'm living paycheck to paycheck or I want to get ahead in life. I want to save for my children's my children's college or cars and I know that this career could yield so much more, but I don't know how. Maybe I'll just continue to climb the track and become an administrator and work 60 hours a week. Maybe I will work during the summer times. Maybe I'll get another side hustle. What is it that you tell yourself, like I've told myself, that kept me trapped and not even being able to see what was on the other side? I'm so grateful that I listened to God's voice when he told me to let go, even when I had no idea and I did not see the fruit of what he was telling me to let go of until it actually happened. Many of you guys know that I have my own school. It's called Lighthouse Learning. It's a micro school where 18 kids come to my house each day and I have two teachers that join me. In this podcast, I want to talk to you about the heart of the matter and what keeps us trapped. And it's it's for real. I'm not at all here to judge because I sat right there and now I sat right there with you holding your hands like I don't know my mom said that I can always count on my retirement and health insurance this is crazy people are gonna think I'm nuts how could I leave this I make $45,000 but if I invest and I spend $25,000 then I'll be able to get my master's degree and then I'll be able to make $55,000 And, you know, I think I'll work summer camps too, and I'll make sure that I continue to just save in a money bag like my mom did. And I know, you know, I don't, listen, I've been there. I I can't even tell you, money was not a reason for me to leave teaching. As a matter of fact, it kept me there because I was swimming in the sea of a scarcity mindset. It had me trapped there. I never left my job thinking that, I could make so much more money doing something else. I left my job because I was empty. I left my job because I was overworked, burned out, and I had a passion for doing something that I could not quite put my finger on. But I knew that if I stayed where I was, I was never going to be able to actually figure it out because I was consumed in it. So in today's podcast episode, I'm going to talk to you about financial security, about some of our fears of about money, despite where the economy is right now. I understand the food, the gas. There's no shame in where you are. I want to help you get out of this scarcity mindset. I can tell you that one thing remains the same and that people will pay for education. You do pay for what matters most to you. So in today's podcast, I just want to talk to you and and help you through shame, through creating habits, through creating 
essential mindsets to show you that if you really want to break away and if the money aspect or the retirement or the fear of losing your insurance is what's keeping you stuck, you don't have to stay there. So today, give yourself grace. We're going to talk about the process, my process that I've had of becoming more financially free and literate and having a financial freedom mindset. Let's do it. Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get We're so happy that you're joining us today. If you have not read our Friday feature, which was an article written by the Cato Institute, it really was, quote unquote, shining the light on Teacher Let Your Light Shine and Our Micro School Lighthouse Learning. I would love for you to go and read the article that was written. You can find it on our social media page. You can find it in our Facebook group. And there is a link in this podcast. But I want to share with you just the article in itself showing you the real true story of going from leaving teaching into creating a micro school during the pandemic and then having that break into what we have now, which is Teacher Let Your Light Shine and helping other teachers form their own school on their own terms, even if it's in their socks and their own house. Okay, friends, this is not daycare on steroids. This is a school that you can do in your house, in your backyard, down the street, in your church, at a small little building nearby, at a barn. I mean, a forest school out in the woods. We have people in our Facebook group that have created schools and are making such an impact, a difference, and an income in the most incredible places, creating schools that are so unique and profound, and they get to teach in a way that truly does light them up. So I'd love for you to read the article. Again, it is in our bio below this podcast. You can also find it through our throwing, scrolling through our social media pages. I pray it helps you and I pray that it inspires you. This is definitely something that I would never thought anything like this would have ever been written about anything to do in the history of my life. And so I pray that it really does inspire you because your future is truly up to you if you give yourself the opportunity. So I also want to mention to you that if you are sitting on the fence, if you're looking at this opportunity of leaving your career as a teacher, but you feel so scared and you want to start your micro school, I sit down and I answer all of your questions. I give you a timeline. I give you a roadmap. I give you goals. I give you priorities. You walk away with so much goodness and action steps to get you forward thinking and into momentum. So if you are someone 
who needs someone to hold their hand and walk them through all your fears. And what about, I mean, I get the, the, the most awesome questions, but I will have people help sit with me and want me to go through their retirement plans. They want me to go through whether or not they should purchase a vehicle. They go through how to help them in their social media with marketing. We go through timelines, planning, curriculum, how to actually form an exit strategy with their school so that they can leave on good terms. I sit with teachers and I help them create the legalities for their business. I help them write their introductory packet, their handbook, their contract, whatever it is that you need. It is personalized coaching for you and I am here for it. Right before the end of the new year, I've got five more spots available for the upcoming month, and I'm excited to have you there. Just head on over to www.teachersletyourlightshine.com coaching, and we will get you in the calendar and setting across from each other, and I am here to help you truly experience a breakthrough no matter where you are. There is a questionnaire that gives me all the insight on where our meeting needs to go. And the moment you pop up on Zoom, we are hashing this out. Every plan is strictly, specifically for your need, wherever you are, even if you've never even walked away yet, even if you're in the middle of building a business and you're ready to grow and scale. So again, it's www.teachersletyourlightshine.com slash coaching. Now, I was just on a walk and was greeted by a really fun looking guy and his big old dog. And we got to sit in there for a long time chit chatting. And he said, I retired at 45 years old and I read five, six hours a day. I have multiple real estate investment properties. And I said, well, share, share with me how you did it. And what, what would you have to say to people who are interested in building wealth and creating financial security? And he said, work for yourself, hands down work for yourself. And I said, you know, and I told him our story about our school. And I was telling him about the privilege of working with so many teachers across our country. And he said, you know, that is truly amazing. He said, I'm seeing more of these schools pop up. He said, if you are a teacher, and this is something that you're really passionate about doing, the fact that you can create your own business, he said, genius, absolutely genius. And he said, you know, I graduated high school, he said, and I knew I would never work for anybody. He said, and I continuously have built wealth. And yes, there were some rough years, he said, but now at age 65, I've been retired for 20 years. I have never had to work for money since retiring. I have built investments. And I said, you know, I talk with so many teachers and I'm one of them. I was so afraid of losing my retirement, my health insurance. And he said, you know, rightfully so. I understand. He said, you know, you really have to be a risk taker. And I said, you're absolutely right, which is going to lead me into my next podcast episode. So make sure you listen to our Friday episodes. They're quick, short nuggets. I can't wait to share with you what I believe that we really need to focus on as we end this school year. So pay attention to the podcast that's coming up. And I want just want to share with you six steps that I have taken personally to get out of this scarcity mindset, to create more financial security, to create financial freedom that has allowed me to learn so much more. And, and I'm not finished. I have plans for continuously building wealth and building residual income and thinking about our school and how I can even position it to where I'm able to impact more people and 
impact more people, even in the career field, not just the students, but also teachers becoming micro school teachers within Lighthouse Learning, our micro school, and also duplicating our school. And I would have never been able to do that if I would have been stuck in the same place that I had been that was just holding me hostage. And guess why it held me hostage? Because I let it. Because I didn't know any better. I just went with what I had always been told. I just went with what I was taught in high school and what I was taught in college and what my parents, who are massive worker bees, man, they are such incredible hard workers. They, that's what they taught me. My dad did start a business. My mom always was hustling on the side and doing things here and there, but it does take really becoming a risk taker. And I can't teach you that. Nobody can teach you that. It has to come from within and building up your confidence and building up your wealth of knowledge. Getting around people who are years ahead of you, listening to podcasts, reading books, reading books about financial freedom, reading books about really great people who have done enormous risk-taking things, business building, all because they knew that if they could just swallow this for the time being and put themselves out there, they were going to reap the rewards. So I'm sharing with you six ideas to help you start reframing your mindset. And this is number one. There is no shame. I know that it feels very overwhelming to start when you don't even know where to start. Maybe you don't know your current financial statement. Maybe you don't look at your bills because it feels too scary. Maybe you are wanting to make a purchase such as a home or a new car and the thought of stepping out and building a business is going to delay that dream. Trust me, I have been there too. My husband and I were both driving rickety old vehicles and we were renting. So I want you to know that I have so been there before and we both left our jobs at the same time in the midst of all of that with two kids and adults and we made it and we've come out with a vengeance Praise God. Not because we made a plan for it. God literally has taught us and been with us throughout this journey because we chose faith over fear, even though, despite how scared we were. So I just want you to know, I know what it feels like to be overwhelmed. I know what it feels like to make a scary decision. I know what it feels like to look at your current financial situation and feel like it's super bleak. But I promise that it is very simple. It comes in, it comes out. Every month, I'm getting better. Why? Every day, I have made a habit to look at my finances and to become aware of what is happening around me. Regardless of if you're negative, regardless if you're positive, the number one thing you have to do is become aware. That's simple, but hard. It's a simple step to get onto your computer, to look at your bank statement, to look at your financial situation and your banks are on your credit card just look at it it's hard i understand but it's simple it's just a simple act you sit down at your computer all the time you click the button you get a new web browser up you click buttons on your phone for apps it's simple but it's hard and i understand at first when it's something that feels very consuming or very hard that you don't want to make it into a habit it doesn't feel natural and i just want you to know that I have worked endlessly at understanding money so much better. I had to. I became a boss. 
I became a boss very, very quickly. I became a business owner very, very quickly. And I had no choice but to figure it out. And how did I figure it out? I got serious about just looking at our money every single day. Every day. It was not a habit that I had ever had before in my life. And you know, all these fancy things like look at this spreadsheet and do all these things digitally and do Mint and QuickBooks and all these other things, which I do those as well. Yes, I have QuickBooks. Yes, I have Mint. Yes, I have apps on my phone. But the number one way that I became very, my number one step in becoming financially secure and free is to become aware. That was an essential habit. And the way that I did that was I set myself up for success and I did it the way that I know that works best for me in my brain. It's the old school way, but it is paper, pencil, baby. Paper, pencil, in a notebook. I started this a, a few years ago. I've actually made a podcast episode before about an Etsy spreadsheet that I had purchased. And guess what? That was the very first thing that I had ever used. This was about a year ago. It was the very first digital planner. And I don't use that anymore, but it was a starting point. Start somewhere. I promise start somewhere and make whatever place you are at, make it simple. So for me, I could just get into so many details about creating this system that I have now. And and eventually I will, but I've been doing the same system with paper pencil. All right. I've got 18 students. I've got three employees and I have the teacher let your light shine business. My husband has his business and I still do everything paper pencil. And you know how long it takes me each day? Less than five minutes less than five minutes. And I can tell you that prior to this, there were some years that I wouldn't even look at my bank statements, my online accounts, credit cards. Why? I was scared. Even if there was money in there, I was scared. I didn't want to look at how much I was spending and I'm not even a spender. I didn't want to look at all of the things coming in and out and and thinking about trying to buy a house and saving money for a van and how could I make things different. You know why? Because I was stretched at the end of the day. Money really wasn't a motivator for me and it felt overwhelming and I didn't have a system and I really didn't have a good understanding and I would try different systems and I couldn't stick with it and I would try a new spreadsheet and then it wasn't working for me and then it didn't work very good for my brain and then I would lose it and it would get all jammed up in my digital files on Google and I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm setting myself up for success. If I want to start a habit and I want to look really helpful to my kids one day, I need to figure this out. So I started with a few spreadsheets. I started actually, even before spreadsheets, I used mint.com. That was very, very helpful because I had different bank accounts. I needed to all get together. So that helped me. Then I started using QuickBooks. That helped me. Then I got an Etsy program and or an Etsy planner, digital planner. That helped me a lot. It helped me understand my numbers. It helped me and it, it, it just helped. Just some, one little thing helped. I, I can't even tell you. It just made me feel like I was professional. It made me feel like I had the knowabouts when it came to my business. And then I was like, you know, I could do this so much better. And I created the system that I use from the profit first. And I started allocating funds and I was loving it. And I'm got a good handle on where all of my pockets of money are going and I'm saving more than I've ever saved. And every time I look at my bank account, every single month I save 1% more. And I'm like, years ago, I didn't even know how much I was saving. I didn't have a formula. I didn't have an idea. I was just okay, I'm going to put some money in here. Okay, I got a little extra bonus. Okay, my husband got a little bonus. We'll put it here in this bank account. No, now I'm legitimate. And it took a process. 
You're talking to someone who everyone claims I'm very, very organized. But when it came to numbers, I was like, too scary. Can't figure it out. Don't know what to do. Ah, I can get up on stage and talk to people. I can create a business. I can create a podcast. But you asked me to look at my numbers and try to figure it out. And I am overwhelmed. But now I have learned that numbers don't lie. They are clear as day and they help build a foundation. My purpose in telling you this is to start somewhere. And if you're like me, you're a perfectionist and you're probably thinking, but if I start, what if I don't like it? Then I got to restart it again. That's okay. But you have to start. And so I've gotten better every single month. I've been looking at my numbers. I've got spreadsheets every month. I have a certain, I know what to do every day. I've got a little index card tells me what to do. I look at my bank account. I track my progress, paper, pencil. Every week, I sit down with my husband. We go over the numbers. We talk about our finances. Every month, I've got another list of five things that I do at the end of the month. It's so good. It's so good. And I'm telling you this because it used to be so bad, so bad. And I just recently had a coaching call with a, with a teacher who's built a micro school and she's like, teach me your profit first system. Teach me how to pay myself first. Teach me how to allocate funds to my taxes. Teach me how to allocate funds to my operational expenses. How do you manage that every month? How do you break it down and do your percentages? And I can just tell you right now that at first it feels very big to look at your money situation, to look at the way that you're doing it. But I promise that if you at least make a habit to just start by looking at it, the answers will come. It is a process. So with that being said, if you don't have a plan, you have no true understanding. If you don't know when you're getting paid or you or you are getting paid, but you don't know when your pills are due, bills are due, and you don't know if enough is enough or if it's not enough, just start by every day getting on the computer and looking at your numbers. That's what I did. I, I wanted to share with you that I made it very simple for me. This is not a practice that I've ever had in my life. You could have told me for years and I would bang my head against the wall and be like, absolutely not. But I said, God, I really need help in this area because I want to teach other people how to do this because you have set me free in so many ways. Please, Father, help me. When I wake up in the morning and I pray to you, I need you to help me create a habit about looking at our finances and creating a plan that becomes so super simple, so smooth and simple that I never have to worry about setting down on a Sunday crunching numbers again for three hours that I am on top of it. Please, Father, help me. So he gave me this idea. And whenever I go get my coffee every morning, I have a little table next to my coffee maker that I don't know what was setting on it before, but I was like, you know, what if I make this area my little bill station? And because if I do it where I do my podcast and I do it where I do my lesson plans and I do it where I check my email, I'm not going to do it. Let me take a laptop. I'm going to set it in my kitchen. I have It has a little drawer. I put my, my papers in there that I do all my bank stuff with. And I'm going to put my pins and I'm going to have a calculator and a highlighter and a pencil there. And that's all I'm going to do. And every morning as my coffee is going and I'm looking like a disaster, the last thing that I want to do is look at my bills, but everything is already there and it's easy for me. I wouldn't say bills, my bank account. I get on there. I log into my two banks. I check every single account. I write it down. It gives me the know-how. I know exactly where we're at. I don't have to worry about going to the gas station and wondering if this Debit card has enough money from this bank account on it because I've already made my deposits where it needs to go. And I know how much my family can spend this month. Talk about a budget. Yeah, never had one. 
always just just was like money's there money's not there and uh yeah let's just figure it out as we go baby yeah that used to be my life five or six years ago you better believe it but god has made me so much more equipped in our areas of money and our finances because i was hungry for it because i knew that i wanted to be a good example for my daughters and i knew that especially if i had a business i had to become very aware so i created a habit and that's going very, very well for me. And so I definitely want you to know that if you do not have a habit for looking at your money, your bank accounts, definitely start there. I was like, I'm not putting anything above God every morning. And you know what? I was like, I'm, I'm not. I'm not putting checking my bank accounts above God because I'm waking up and I'm praying to him in the morning. And before, before I can even get to my coffee, I'm going to the bathroom and I'm still praying to him. And then I'm getting my coffee and I'm still talking to him. And sometimes I do my journal first and I'm where I'm writing a prayer. Or or maybe I'm not doing that first. I, I do one or the other. I either check my bank account first and then I write in my journal. Or I write in my journal and I do my bank account. The either way was this. God, I need help. I want to be a good steward of my money. And I want to know what to do with it. Because my husband and I want to keep investing. And we want to make really great decisions when it comes to how we are stewarding our school and in both of our businesses and how we steward other people and this is a way that we can do it because we work and we're getting paid for it and what can we do to be good stewards of that so five minutes every morning god has given me that time and the system to get it together and then the rest of the day i never worry about it again and it just helps so much more than having to sit down once a week or once a month and just it feel like it's a daunting task five minutes every morning. Now I didn't start with five minutes every morning, but now I've gotten it down to five minutes. And I will say that prior to that, it was 30 minutes. Prior to that, it was setting down every Saturday and Sunday and trying to figure this out and that taking two to three hours. But I'm so glad that I did because now I've got it in a situation where I feel so much more confident and at peace. So there's your plan. Get yourself started in that way. Number number two, that, that's really all kind of number one. I promise I'm going to get through this quickly. Number two, educating myself. There are many programs. There are many apps. There are many teachers. There's many coaches. There are many web, websites. There's Dave Ramsey. There are books. I've read The Financial Freedom by Grant Sabatier. Absolutely an amazing book. Amazing book. I just finished that a couple months ago. I highly recommend it. I never stopped learning about how to take care of myself financially and to make provision for my family because I knew that it was important and I want my girls to feel solid and I want my girls to feel as if they can make wise financial decisions and it starts with me teaching them first but I can't teach them unless I know myself so that's number two is educating yourself rich dad poor dad if you're concerned if you are you know I'm not I'm not against Dave Ramsey. He's helped me a lot of times in life, but I do find that there are some other mindsets and different tactics that people have that are different than his that have actually helped me out better. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, investing in gold. There's there's just so much more than what we've been taught about putting money in envelopes, which are very helpful. Don't get me wrong. They have helped me so much. Dave Ramsey's tracking systems have helped me, but I needed to go a lot deeper. I needed to find out about different types of investments. I needed to find out about how to take risks that weren't going to put me into a 
hard situation. I also needed to know just how to manage money on a daily basis, how to track my expenses, how to make a budget. And so Dave Ramsey has helped me so much with that, but I've also needed to listen to people who have built wealth and financial security in other ways as well. So if you are stuck to one system and you're finding that it's just not sticking very well with you or you need to go deeper, I highly suggest that you keep searching, getting books and researching more on your own. Number three, Get your bank account squared away. Make sure that your bills are paid automatically. Make sure that you've got a system. For an example, every Friday, I know that whenever I log into my bank accounts, I'm also paying my employees. Get all your bank accounts, maybe squared away if you can, through one bank or two banks. Make sure that you are thinking about, now this is not about getting out of debt. This is not what that episode is. It's just some essential habits that I've created in an effort to make this a simpler process of building financial security and getting out of a scarcity mindset and just allowing myself to have a better awareness so that I can make good financial decisions. Um, You definitely want to make sure that your bank accounts are in sync, that you've got your passwords together in some way, like get organized. Step three is just get organized. Do that before the end of the year. Make it it a priority by the end of the year that you're getting your account squared away, that you've got some type of a process going in so that when the new year comes around, you've got your your little system in place that you're going to get better and you're going to get stronger at. Number four is to create a habit. And I talked about this earlier. You're going to do a habit stack. So for me, it's I've got my coffee. And the moment that I'm waiting for my coffee to brew, I'm setting up my laptop. I made a space. I even started, I actually um, forgot that I started uh, a few months ago. I'd say almost five months ago, whenever I started doing this, I set a timer because I was like, okay, I could sit here for for the longest time and try to figure all this out, but I'm going to put a limit on it. I'm going to do this for 30 minutes today. And then the next day, I'm going to do it for 40 minutes. And the next day, I'm going to do it for 20 minutes. I have a big timer and I set it next to my computer until I figured it out. And that's how I know that I only spend five minutes because I started out um, on a Saturday and Sunday, two, three hours. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I've got to come up with a stopping point. So I started timing myself one hour. Then it was 30 minutes. Then it was back to 40 minutes. Then it was down to 20 minutes. Then it was back to... It teeter-tottered. It it just varied on the situation until I came up with a really good system. Now, like I said, it takes me about five minutes every day, but I made space for it and I made time for it. Number five, you definitely want to make sure that you have something that you do every day when it comes to looking at your finances. And then I do something a little special on the weekend that takes me about maybe 10 more additional minutes. And that is to look at my QuickBooks and my Mint on top of that and to categorize so that whenever taxes come around, I'm I'm ready to go. And then on the monthly basis, I do something that takes me about 20 minutes in addition to that. And that's just squaring away on my bank accounts, making sure that I have everything ready to go for the following month. I printed out my new spreadsheets. I printed out everything that I need for the next month. And I also compile all the information from the previous month that I've tracked, I staple it all together, and then I present all the information to my husband. And let me tell you, he's not a numbers guy. It just makes me feel like I'm kind of like a boss lady. You know, I'm like, here, honey, here's what we've done this month. And where do you think we can get better? And let's celebrate this and let's celebrate that. And, you know, I just want to follow up with these things. And it just makes me feel really good. It makes me feel like I am doing my part, contributing to my family and also contributing in a healthy, habitual way. So I have a weekly plan, 
a daily plan, a weekly plan, and a monthly plan. And then I've mentioned this before too. Step number six is just having a Sunday sit down with my husband where we go over what I've compiled through the week. I am the bills lady. I am the money girl. I am the bank statement girl. And so he gets all the information from me and then he helps us make decisions. So all that other stuff, it's just like, oh honey, just figure it out and let me know. And now we can make some decisions together. So with that being said, I highly recommend this has come with a lot of uh, pain and tears and laughter in the process of my husband and I getting on one page to get even have a Sunday sit down. That's for another episode, but we have a Sunday sit down and we go over some other things for the week. Takes us, used to take us several hours. Now it takes us about 30 to 45 minutes depending on the situation, but that is a time that we can go over our bills together. Now, those were six really big ideas. Let me go go through them again. Number one is have no shame. Get yourself together, come up with a plan, get a true understanding of your finances. Number two, start really educating yourself. Number three, get yourself organized with all your bank accounts, your passwords, get everything in sync. Number four, start with habits. A simple habit can make a profound impact. Number five, make sure that you have a daily goal to start off with, and then it can change and it can build up into a weekly or a monthly goal. And then number six, Make sure that you're able at the end of the month or at the end of a week, have like a little meeting, a little collaboration meeting with either the person that you share finances with so that you guys can be together in this as well. I hope this served you in a way that makes you feel empowered. And again, this is all going to help you get out of this scarcity mindset and stop feeling insecure. Start with little small habits. And of course, if you need my help, you can always Contact me through instant message or schedule your coaching session. You can go to www.teachersletyourlightshine.com slash coaching. Let's do it. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the virtual teacher's lounge known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.